I love the Razer. That's a great phone. That Is was that a the great Razer? Yeah, yeah. Phone. The Moto the phone. Moto the, Razer. The, yeah, yeah, and the and the the commercials were like Moto Razer. I don't remember Wait, race, Moto Razor is MAGA? But see, why are they taking all the cool shit? No, Moto Razor isn't MAGA. Oh, okay, this person good. is just like being, liking this thing that came back is MAGA. Yeah, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. It's like the, Oh, that, it's foldable. That phone you like is going to come back in style. Yeah. It's $1,500? Wait, iPhones are $2,200? No, it's Australia. Oh, I, who knows how much it is? That's Australian money. All right. I have had Fight Song and just like various versions of Big Structural Bailey stuck in my head. For yeah, you have. Like what feels like two years. They've scientifically made, engineered a way to make you more annoying. <laughs> Thanks, Brace. Uh, so, so I thought I was going to go somewhere that did not. It didn't go anywhere. No, sorry. Are you brain dead? Yeah, it's been it's been we've been we've been working hard. We're in the tranches. Yeah, we are we are deep in the tranches right now. We've been um doing what I call brain push-ups. <laughs> it's we're doing mind curls. We are getting ready for our live show. And it is turns out that's a lot of work. Yeah. We should charge like forty dollars for this. This sucks. No. Yeah. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing where I ask for people for donations. Um, for, I'm gonna make some shit up, like for like my kid or something. I don't have a kid. No, but. that's mean. No, no, it's fine. And I'll be like, oh, my, my kid needs candy bars, so his kid, his school team can go somewhere. They're away game or something for basketball. People will give me money for that. And I can spend the money on me stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, it's not a good idea, but I'm gonna <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. So we have a live show coming up. <laughs> Uh, next week on Thursday, Thursday yeah. the twenty first at the makeout room. Mm-hmm. It is gonna, um, but it's a straight edge night, no making out. Yeah, oh, absolutely not. No, the makeout room is warning you against making out. It's like <laughs> hell, hell. Sound. It's like a scary name because it's being like, don't come here. Makeout room is called makeout room because it's like, uh, I actually have this kind of HPV that definitely gives you warts. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Makeout room. What time are we starting? Seven? It starts at seven, but if anyone wants to come... Early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you should, because we it's, have... Abs- tickets are only available at the door. We have no idea I how think, many of the grapers are going to show I up. I think a lot of gr- people are going to grip on down to it, but <laughs> I, I, it's, I, don't, I don't really know. But it's not like a huge place. Yeah, it's So, far. like, I did a talent show there where a woman actually ate oh, urine. stop. Sorry. I really hate hearing this okay. story. Okay, I was, I hated being there. Alfredo sauce was the grossest part. Jesus but, Christ. Uh, on spaghetti. Um, but that, when we did that, it sold out. Well, it was free, I guess. <laughs> so, but I mean, <laughs> if we had charged, it would have sold. Well, if we had charged, Anyway, if you're in the Bay Area, remember, next Thursday, November 21st. 7 p.m. Get there at 6.30. True and on live. A multimedia terror experience. Yeah. Who killed Jeffrey Epstein? We're going to solve it, folks. Mm-hmm. Live ammunition. And, sorry to say this, guys, but we're not recording the event. No. No. This is an exclusive event only for uh, cool groypers. <laughs> um, we're uh, not recording the event. Uh, 
I, yeah. So I don't know sorry to tell reason. you guys that, but hopefully soon, sometime, we'll be in a city near you. I'm sorry. Do I come into your little science lab and take out a goddamn flip phone and start fucking videotaping you doing your experiments? No. I expect the same courtesy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Dave Chappelle the event, and everyone's phone is going to have to go in a little satchel. Mm-hmm. And we're converting to this. I don't know what you mean by Dave Chappelle. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, should we get this show on the road? Yes, so welcome to True Anon. With That's the name of the show. Yes. <laughs> I'm Liz. I'm Brace. And we're joined by producer. Young Chomsky. Yeah, he's on the mic today mm-hmm. because because our brains are fried because of this show we're doing. We thought it would be the perfect opportunity to solicit some questions from you, the listeners. And boy, did we get a lot of questions. Jesus Christ, you guys. Only read the first seven, so that's what we're going with. No! I actually did read all of them. I didn't, but... I did. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you read a lot of them. I did read almost all of them. Um, Yeah. I want to thank everyone for not sending anything too perverted. Uh, No, all right. Well, (laughs) sorry. Mm, You did not read all of them (laughs) because, uh, well, this person just said Michael. Yeah, so shout out to Michael. Yeah, that's a, yeah, Um, much respect for that. So, so I guess, should I, we're just going to start reading down and we're going to see... Where this conversation takes us. So we had asked, what uh, what is your most psychotic Epstein theory, mm-hmm. or uh, what is your question? For so us. some of these are theories, and some of these are questions. Yeah. So I have to say that you guys, I know that you're like trolling us, but some of these theories are pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. I won't name names. Yeah. I but... mean, this guy is saying, I'm Epstein. Uh, give me a break, dude. I know you're not Jeffrey Epstein. Um, okay, so first question, is the Illuminati real? So, to be clear, a lot of my, well, not a lot, two of my coworkers have been getting Instagram messages from saying they're, someone saying they're in the Illuminati. I'm not what? joking. Really? Yeah, my coworker, who shall remain nameless, uh, who I like very much, he, uh, he, he showed me his phone once and it was like a hot chick, uh, you know, titties, etc. uh, <laughs> Saying like, hey, I'm in the Illuminati. Do you want to join? And I guess I looked this up later. He was like, oh my God, it's the real Illuminati. I looked it up later. I guess it's actually a scam that people do. Oh, it's they like... They try to give you like... They try to make you give them like $50 to be in the Illuminati. Oh That's hilarious. This is like the um, African prince, Nigerian prince scam. Yeah. But the that's update... <laughs> the update that it's Illuminati. I mean, that's very like of the times. It's super chic, Liz. It is very. I like it. That was my impression of you. That's a terrible impression. Mm. I don't say that. Well, let I would the call something chic. That's tacky. let the audience decide on this one. <laughs> okay, so is the Illuminati real? So what do we mean by the Illuminati? Okay, so you're. I'm guessing that this person who didn't leave their name and that was their only question thinks that it's like some group that does like. Um, like triangle hand signals, mm-hmm. and you know you got the eye. They're kind like of Masonic, more Renaissancey uh, Masons. Yeah, it's like Opus Dei 
masonry. Yeah. Like, if Opus Day weren't Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it was a real thing. There is a thing, you know, there is a theory about Jay-Z being in the Illuminati. Okay. Because, you know, he does, him and, and B. Mm-hmm. Um, Anse? Yeah. You uh, seemed like you couldn't finish it. No, I just, <laughs> they do the hand signal thing, like, all the time. And there was, some, I can't remember who it was. There's, like, an ex-football player who was saying that he knew that Jay-Z, like, participated in, like, cult ritual stuff. Really? Yeah, maybe don't quote me on that. Uh, I mean, you're recording. (laughs) Okay. It's all legend. I mean, the Illuminati stuff, I think, is mostly just sort of fun for people to think about, but it's not like. I like to think about it. Yeah, I don't. Um, But it's not to me. It's like an old German thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you want to believe in the Illuminati, that's cool. I don't know if it gets us any. Like, I don't know if it's a clear way to think about. The way that power operates. I mean, it's not. Yeah. So I'm going to say for our purposes, no. But it's real. I mean, look at the dollar bill. That's true. Also watch the movie National Treasure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, watch National Treasure 3 too. That's not out. They they just stopped making it. Oh, sorry. Some of us have seen it. Mm. Also play Deus Ex. (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah. No, true. Play Deus Ex. I don't know what that is. It's a game that you have beat. Um, um, okay, second question. Okay, let me get this up on the screen. For Brace, oh, thank you so much. As a recovering addict yourself, do you find in, that AA or NA is a bunch of bullshit, or is there value in it once you move past the 1930s Protestant language that suffuses most of the literature? Very literature. Kind, very kind of you to call it literature. Mm-mm. I found the emphasis on helping others and getting out of your own head to make a huge difference in sobriety. I just worry that the language turns off more people than it helps. Keep hunting the sickos. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I am, it's no secret that I am an AA and that I am extremely sober. Uh, And, yeah, I think that AA is, like, very uh, dumb and corny and, like, there's a lot of people in, what's that, dopeless hope fiend hats, Uh, flat brims that say dopeless hope fiend (laughs) and that kind of people. Like, people who, like, like, have, like, uh, quirky keychains, etc., um, but, and the God stuff, I just tell people to just ignore that stuff. I mean, it, literally like the only thing that helps you if you're, if you're on dope is trying to get other people to get off of dope. Um, and so, yeah, I mean the literature is, you know, take it or leave it. It's pretty loose up here in San Francisco, but there's also a pretty big AA here. So you'll have to choose from, uh, but I don't care if someone doesn't want to use AA to get sober, fucking don't do it. If you can literally, if you can just like. Up, fill your veins with sand so you won't shoot up anymore and that keeps you sober fine with me don't give a fuck I don't um, think you should do that though. You should, no well it works though <laughs> I actually they used to put me on this shit called I think it was called naltrexone where they give you a shot in your ass once a month and it blocks all opiates for the rest of the month I've heard of that yeah naltrexone but yeah. you always like hear people in rehab being like you can shoot through it you can like you can, if you do enough you get high. Oh you God, break through. Well, I think it's them phrasing it in the way that you can break through it, that you, like, visualize, like, well, if I just, like, hit the, hit it right, <laughs> I can get it through. So I would just hit it over and over and over to try to get it through. It's a great way to OD, because you can't feel it, but you're still oh, doing a ton of heroin. Well, I lived. I only kind of OD'd God. once. So you don't think AA is a bunch of bullshit? I mean, it is a bunch of bullshit, but like, it's all of it's a bunch of bullshit. If it doesn't work for everyone, it works for like ten percent of people that try it. Um, yeah. But it it's like there's also like nothing else that really works. So it's like the 
the least bad of bad options. But like, I, it's not a bunch of bullshit. I mean, it all works. It's just like the language, like this person's saying, can like fuck people up because they're like, I have to pray and like be like a yeah. god person now. It's like you don't gotta pray. I mean, you fucking wait, no, there's no rules or anything. Mm. Um, I, no, I think in some but parts of the country, but it's more like going to the places that exactly. can be really helpful. Yeah, being around other people trying to get sober works. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so this next person. This is not a question, but a little hot tip. Mm. And we haven't vetted any of these, so take that for what you will. I gotta say, I have a feeling this one is real. Yeah, I do too. So I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Um, My friend is an educator currently working at a private school in Manhattan. Said the Dubin family. Now, Brace, will you remind our listeners who the Dubin family is? So, Glenn and Eva Dubin. Glenn Dubin is like a high-profile financier. I have trouble saying that word. A financier. And Eva Dubin, his hot wife, and I mean that in all terms, hot wife, but also she's a hot wife. Uh... (laughs) Which that's a cocktail. Anyways, um, so she is like a big famous doctor that really like uh, like brought Epstein back into high society after he was uh, jailed for in in two thousand seven. And they've been a little bit implicated. They've been a hundred percent implicated. Yeah. I mean, girls have literally said testified to being at their house. Yeah, and like there was a girl that was like shell shocked. We, we went over this testimony in an early episode, like in her kitchen, being like, "They took me to the island." Like, I mean, they are their hands, their greedy little fingerprints are all over this. Of course, mm-hmm. they've been on the Lolita Express more times than I can count. Yeah. So okay. Uh, said the Dubin family mysteriously pulled their daughter out of school last spring semester, hmm. right before the, Jeps, the Epstein arrest. My friend was told by the admin not to ask questions, wasn't told where the daughter or family was. They came back to the school this fall, and everyone acted like nothing happened. Thinks they left the country because they were tipped off that Epstein was in trouble and that they were potentially at risk for prosecution as well. So what do you think about that? Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. I also think that it makes sense. I think, you know, first of all, Jeffrey knew that he was getting arrested when he flew into New Jersey. I mean, he had to have. Yeah. And yeah, we've, we've heard some, from some people that yes. confirmed some, some suspicions. Yes. Um, so I think a lot of people and these sort of like, um, you know, related orbiters in the Epstein universe were, I wouldn't even call it tipped off. I think that they were just actively involved in talking to law enforcement, law enforcement. And so they knew kind of what was coming. Um, So it's not surprising to me that they would like out. I mean, in Palm Beach, like the Palm Beach sheriff literally called Epstein the night before they went to arrest him. And we're like, hey, we're coming by tomorrow to arrest you. Like, just just to let you know. Like, what do you think the fucking NYPD does? Um, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, you know, these are really wealthy people. Uh, none of that surprises me. Yeah, who do you think your fucking judge is smoking doinks with? Yeah, totally. It's not you. <laughs> when you say doinks, it's so I love weird. saying doinks. <laughs> it's a doink I really... Drug, drug talk got, like, really good after I quit. <laughs> and I just, it's sort of like, it puts me back in it, you know. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, this next one is a little bit of a doozy. So, okay, but seriously, where does Chris Tucker fit into everything? He's not spacey famous. Uh, duh, eh. uh, but he pretty much fell off the face of the earth after rush hour three. And he's supposedly all over the flight logs and was on an Africa trip with Clinton, etc. So where does Mr. Tucker fit in? Well, it's not great, you guys. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound good. No. Um, I think... So, uh, a friend in the DMs was doing mm-hmm. some research into Chris Tucker. Yeah. And there were some troubling revelations. In the Michael Jackson era, right? Yeah. So, I actually... I didn't know if this... Does everyone know about this? I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. But... Chris Tucker was the key witness in Michael Jackson's trial. That's wild. Well, and, so is our producer. <laughs> um, but he was like the final defense witness, and the defense rested after his testimony. Hmm. Um, there's a bunch of it sounds, you know, internet gossip about Chris Tucker being involved in, let's say, some alleged. Mm. Children situation. Yes. Okay, children situation. Um, We've encountered those multiple times uh, in the course of the show. Yeah, uh, I I think like it's funny because when we started the podcast and we were reading about it, we were like Chris Tucker. That's hilarious. This yeah. doesn't make any sense. And then it's like you start looking into it and you're like, oh, oh no. Like I think. Actually, Chris Tucker was. Like, he's not just, like, an outlier on the flight. Like, he wasn't, like... When the Lolita Express was, like, cruising around Nigeria, he wasn't, like, sitting in the back playing Game Boy while everyone else was doing their fucking sick, twisted deeds to children. Like, he was... Allegedly, I mean, not by me. I wouldn't ever say that. But it's possible that he could have been, you know, dipping. Yeah. um, I... Yeah, I don't have any great news to report. Although I do think that, like, this listener pointed out about mm-hmm. his career really like falling off yeah what is like very intriguing i mean a- after after his like star turn in the fifth element which is <laughs> i mean just a fantastic role i mean it is crazy like he never really acted like after i think rush hour three yeah this person's yeah. right um which if 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 he's i mean i'm surprised he's not on cameo Oh, actually, is he? He could be. Let's check after this. (laughs) So, next question is, are you guys planning on doing any in-depth coverage of the Franklin Credit Union conspiracy on the pod? This is from... Hesse. Hesse. Um, Perhaps a German listener. Mm -hmm. Or Mexican. Oh, yeah. Hesse. Um, (laughs) Sorry. uh, We are, actually. We are. We have plans for the coming year... Which is so crazy. Just like that meme said, there's only one month left in the decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do whatever. Oh, wow. I guess there is. I know. It's a little Would you look at that? Not true. The, the decade includes 2020. Really? Yeah, because oh. the calendar. No, there's a big fight about this. They had, there's actually a very interesting fight. There was a. Does not sound interesting so far. Let's <laughs> keep going. There's a really, there was a big fight about this during uh, the Fantasiacla as well. And there were people saying that it wasn't 1900 that mm-hmm. signified. It was right. 1901. It was a big deal. Um, so anyway. Oh, this is where all that Y2K madness stems from. That's, oh yeah, remember y I don't because I was too... Liz, you were 30 when that <laughs> happened. Oh my God, that's so horrifying. Okay. Um, no, but so my point is that there, we do have big plans coming for the next year Um some big in-depth episodes, but they take a really good time, a good amount of time to research, and we want yeah. to do them properly. Franklin Credit and also the related Satanic Panic being one of them. And these are things that we want to really do right, so it just takes us a yeah, bit like, more time. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I... 
Like, I mean, we all work, and so we try to get as much, like, into the episodes we're doing. Episodes, I just said. Damn, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. They should make, I should make a podcast out. Um, we try to put as much as we can into each episode, and doing longer-term stuff kind of, like, takes a little bit of time away from that. So I just basically, like, my job sucks. I mean, not if you're, I mean, is this, my job rules if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, and I got to get up really early in the morning. So sometimes I get a little woozy after work, uh, like a little, uh, is it light on the loafers? Is that, does that mean tired? No. Does that mean gay? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, no disrespect, but no, I'm not lighting the loafers. I'm just tired after work. Um, yeah. So we are definitely, we do have that planned. We also have um, a big episode planned for, about the Clintons. Yes, yeah, and which that's I'll, been in the works for a while, but yeah. we're we're going to end her. Yeah. And, and a, him. Yeah, and another one, because I know that some people have been asking, but we, of course, are going to be doing an episode on Mr. Donnie Deals himself. Oh, yeah. No, he's uh, actually proving him innocent, unfortunately. <laughs> That'll be my job. So, speaking of, who is another big name you think is connected to Epstein but hasn't been revealed yet? I'm a Tony Blair man. I mean, you know me, and you know I'm a Tony Blair man through and through. Yeah, you love the third way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I am, like, waiting for Tony Blair's name to come out. Yeah, I mean, probably some more, like, MBS, too, obviously, is, like... I yeah, mean, the Saudi connections would be really nice. Like, that has... Not, it's obviously there are some constraints to figuring out all the facts in that, ca- in the, in that aspect of the case. <laughs> you mean with the v- incredibly transparent nation of Saudi Arabia? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know, I'm just, I've been saying so many foyers to the <laughs> Saudi uh, Ministry of Information that it just must get lost in there. Um, but, so, I mean, Epstein had several pictures of MBS dotting his houses. Yeah. He spent election night of 2016 in Riyadh, um, which, you know... That's one does. says something there. I, he had that passport that said he lived there. His extra passport mm, says his residence was in Saudi Arabia. I would mind, like, more, like, local politicians being tied up and stuff. Like, what? not necessarily our local ones, but I would love, like... De Blasio? Jane Kim. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, just, like, you know, the old L.A. connections. I would yeah. love some, like, Rahm Emanuel shit to come out. Like, old Chicago stuff. Just, yeah. like, all that shitty money moving through Democratic politics. I'd I mean, really love to see some of that It's like George up. Mitchell was involved in it. Who the fuck well, knows? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it probably, obviously, it wouldn't be, you know, it would be tied in in the kind of the way that we're talking about on the podcast, where yeah. it's like, you know, all these people knowing each other. And... I just want to get to get out there that I think we think Melania is a slave, that... Uh, whoops allegedly um speaking of Uh uh-huh i like this one which of your faves do you want to get canceled the most like just in general or via (laughs) epstein i don't know maybe it's a general i would honestly like be overjoyed if you got canceled praise i dream about sometimes i think about doing it Uh, me canceling are you serious well yeah i don't I mean... It would just be me, then. <laughs> no, I would never wish you to get canceled. Who, who's our face? Who would cancel me? I know. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to... I, that made I, me feel really I would sad. Ne- I, if you get canceled, I'll cancel myself, too. No, that, It'll be no a canceled, you're supposed to defend canceled. me. No, I would, you can't do that. Well, <laughs> Come on. That'll just make me look guilty. What am I... Oh, my God. I don't know. What are you guilty of? Uh, nothing. Mm. Bill... Fired for truth. Canceled yeah. for truth. Guilty yeah. of being right. 
Oh yeah, you know what I would do? I no, I would I would if if anyone cancels Liz, I'll kill them. There you go. That's I'll go to I prison like for the rest of my life. Uh, my fave, uh, I who just got canceled recently that a lot of people like Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Gold. I mean, I don't know. He didn't fave. really get canceled, no. did he? No, people he? were talking about canceling him. They, yeah, it was like a preemptive. It was a precog cancellation. <laughs> oh, like they thought he pre-crime. Was, they were like, we're gonna have to cancel this guy, and then it became like he's canceled. It was like, why? Because something's gonna come out. Oh, that's pretty good. That's such bullshit. That's the stage that we've moved, that's moved on to now. Um, I think dangerous. Honestly, if they ever truly succeed in canceling God, I'll kill myself. You know what's going to happen is that it's going to go full circle. And now people like fucking woke creeps are going to start claiming that they're canceled. And it's going to be like a badge of honor. Like like, Roxanne Gay is going to come out and be like, they tried to cancel me. But and it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to like. There's no cancel gun. Large enough caliber. <laughs> Did you see her engagement ring? Did I see her engagement ring? <laughs> you could see it from space. It looked like shit. The engagement rings looked bad too. Mm. Uh, oh. Cancel that. I'm sorry. That was too far. It wasn't. It wasn't? Okay, don't cancel. Oh, this is very confusing. Look at this. We just laid a trap. Um, okay, I really like this one. Because this, I love a would you rather. I'm the queen of would you rather. Mm-hmm. And just before she asked the questions, yeah, Carmen Electra, 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Would you rather have everybody involved in Epstein's crimes punished appropriately but secretly? And what we know now is all we ever learn about it. Or would you rather. Learn the whole truth, but everyone gets away with it. I'm going to go with learn the whole truth. Yeah, I'm 100% right there. And I, and I know that sounds callous, but if we learn the whole truth, we can literally destroy like the world America, and ultimate Kaka. power. Yeah. yeah. Like I could finally win. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so much more important for the truth to come out mm-hmm. than for like, I mean, I am, don't get me wrong. I am like a thousand percent behind lock her up. Mm-hmm. And by notice, we're not specifying which her it is. <laughs> but um, I do think it's more important that we learn everything because, like you said, it's radicalizing. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I don't, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, if you just punish the individuals, right, the class still reconstitutes itself. So if we arm ourselves with the knowledge and radicalize the proletariat, then we can actually abolish the ruling class. Yeah, also, it means I could get away with it if I knew all their secrets. Yeah. I could lord it over them. Um, okay. When do you think the CIA picked up Epstein? Mm. 70s? 80s? He always used to say he found money for people. Assuming that's true, do you think he found money for the CIA? Or do you think he was always a blackmailer? I think this person's a little confused. How do you mean? Well, I mean, he, it's true that he says he found money for people, but he bragged about, like, basically going to, like, African dictators and taking money from them. Well, he all, he said that his job was basically, a fi- he, and I quote, a financial bounty hunter. Yeah. And in my mind, he was, I think he was, first of all, I think he got picked up by the CIA in the 70s, by Donald Barr. 
You know? I think that's the guy who did it. I mean, I, think I have maybe read earlier. enough George Smiley books to mm-hmm. know that is how you do it. I think it was a bit earlier. Really? You think it was when he was like a teenager during mm. his math years? Interlocking maybe? Maybe, yeah. It could be. All those like, I mean, not that I don't, I, I know people who've gone to Interlocking. They are, as far as I know, not intelligence assets. But that seems like if I was going to, if I was going to get someone to be a CIA agent in the future, I'd get them at their gifted high school. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I said this on podcast before, but I, when I was uh, in high school, my best friend, her dad was a CIA agent. He was retired. Mm-hmm. And her and her sister were contacted at a pretty early age. Yeah. About, uh, let's say, enlisting. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. She never did it. She didn't do it? Mm-mm. Or did she just say she didn't? No, do it? she didn't do it. Did you do it in her stead? <laughs> no, you did. Did I do it in her stead? Um, okay, next question. Cast your ideal Epstein movie. That's a fun one. Oh, I'm, yeah. I like this one. Yeah. Uh, first of all, me as Epstein. No, Brace. Okay, you as Epstein. No. Okay, Young Chomsky as Epstein. Stop being so lazy. Okay. Uh, hmm. Well, could this be like an art movie? Like what? Like, uh, like if I cast like, what, you know how they were trying to get like Idris Elba as James Bond. Oh, uh huh. Could I do that's, Idris Elba as Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein? Idris. That's very. It's Idris. Idris Elba. Is, um, that's a bit sexy. Well, I know that would. And see, here's the thing though: if I cast a sexy Jeffrey Epstein, that would fuck with people's brains, right? Feel like Black Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, I mean people? Could, that could really. That could. I don't that like be that. Tour. Okay, fine. Uh, what do you? I have? think. Goldblum would be good. I was just thinking that too. I think Goldblum <laughs> would be really good as Epstein. Yeah. Uh, who could be Ghislaine? Who's that chick from Fight Song? We were just watching the Fight Song DNC video. There's like a there's like a black haired woman in that who looks exactly like Ghislaine Maxwell. I don't know who that woman is. What Some about Angelica crow? Houston? I was going to say Angelica Houston. I don't know what she looks like. Are you serious? No. Why would I? Don't show me now. She's I have to talk actress. then if you're typing. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mia Kunis. No. No? Okay, then let's go with... You know who she is. Oh, damn, it looks like that chick. Yeah. Actually, check this out. What if Hillary Clinton played Ghislaine Maxwell? That'd be that'd be. No, fucking... I think Meryl Streep would have to play Hillary Clinton. Yeah, oh, yeah. In, oh, in the Epstein movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, who... What is, what is there another actor? Um, oh, Bill? Fuck. Uh, to, I, for Bill Clinton, definitely Dana Carvey. <laughs> he did such a good George Bush. Think about him as Bill. That's probably stupid. I want to throw out Ben Stiller as Epstein. I feel like somebody else said oh, that online. That would be pretty or good. Or I could see um, Yes, but I think that's appropriate. Okay. Seinfeld. Otherwise, it's Jewface. Yes, or Eric Bogosian, I think. Oh, I love Bogosian. His turn on Succession, really good. Okay. Yeah. I, do I don't know lo- who he is, but... He's, uh, He's good. He plays Bernie Sanders on Succession. Oh. Okay, disclaimer. Liz. Hello. Probably already knows better than I do from living in L.A. Well, probably. My theory is on why Courtney Love is in the black book. Ooh, I like this. Mm-hmm. I've noticed she has always surrounded herself with young acolytes. At one point, she was auditioning young women for her band, encouraging them to send in tapes of themselves. I think she helped rich old men prox- uh, get proximate to teenage girls. So, Okay. Couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that having young women audition for her band by tape is necessarily like proof yeah. of any f- alleged. 
But I have heard some weird things about Courtney Love, as oh, have you. I definitely have. What have you heard? Um, I think the same things you have heard. Okay, so from what I've heard, <laughs> and I've heard this from people it happened to, yeah. uh, some girls would go uh, and, and you know sort of get taken under Miss Love's wing, and then essentially, um, in a kind of roundabout way, sometimes in a not-so-roundabout way, get pimped out to rich men. Um, as uh, like through workers. Courtney Love, through Courtney Love. Yeah, I have heard rumors of that in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, it's if if both you and I have heard it, and I've heard uh, of my who also are... my I yeah my understanding is that uh you know she didn't she didn't have a lot of money. She also killed her ex husband. <laughs> I'm not joking. I literally think that she did either kill. Do him you or... really think that? I do, but I think that because El Duce was killed by Courtney Love as well. El Duce was the singer for the Mentors who uh, wrote um, hits like Find Her, Feel Her, Fuck Her, Forget Her, The Four Fs. Um, it's a great band. Check out The Mentor. I, really not a great band, but check out El Duce Karaoke. Anyways, El Duce got... He's sort of a West Coast Gigi Allen type. He went on record saying that uh, Courtney Love tried to pay him like $5,000 or something like that to kill Kurt Cobain. Like a week after he says that, he is pushed in front of a train and dies. Incredible. Yeah. So. Mm, yeah. Um, I buy it. Yeah. Uh, and like the, the Courtney Love thing, and I totally get it too. And even if she didn't. Yeah. You know she stood over him watching it while it happened. Oh, absolutely. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Courtney Love, if any of you out there listening is thinking of going and jamming with her, pick another hole. <gasps> oh, what? I got it. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Like that one? Pretty good. Freaked you out and brought you around. <laughs> Okay, Brace, this one, okay, this is for you. Should SF break off from PG&E and run its own sock mud style municipal power system? So, yes and no. San Francisco, I mean, as it stands now, should break away from PG&E, although they're not going to. I mean, I don't think they're going to, but what? What? it, it can't just happen city by city because then rich cities like San Francisco would be able to do it. And then places like Bakersfield might not be able to afford be able to afford to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, one thing I would worry about is, uh, like any other counties having any leverage over yeah. buying out PG&E. Like this, I think the state just has to do it and then sell it back to this to the to the municipalities. Yeah, I mean, and also like it's, I mean, look at look at where they turned off the power recently during these these forced blackouts. Yeah, it wasn't in San Francisco. They were, and there was even if there was a high risk of fire, they would never do that in San Francisco or Mountain View. No. That shit is only going to hit the northern part of the state. And if there's this big miss, uh, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, of course, a communist. I'm a, a centralizer. Um, might raise a few hackles there, but. Uh, that's it's fine. Like our power grid should be centralized. Absolutely. I mean, it, I guess our power grid would be still centralized, but like the 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 operating body should be a central one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think just breaking the off city by city is is necessarily the answer. Yeah. Although everyone works at PG and can suck my dick. Yeah, but that's why it makes it so tricky when you say should the city buy the. Yeah, but yeah. then like also we should buy it. So I don't yeah. know. It's it's know. it's one of those things. We'll see. We'll see how things go in this next year. Hmm. So, what's the best way to annoy libertarian tech douches? Uh, I'm from the Bay Area. That's not a name. You can't <laughs> um, well, apparently, it's elect a progressive DA. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, in this past like week since Chase Boudin got elected here, I have seen so many people stumble upon the idea of becoming Batman. It's <laughs> it's insane. Like some of them knowingly like that they're that they're imitating Batman, and then other people are like. What if I like, like literally calling for a Batman? Like actually being like, we should make gadgets that Can will fight crime. Can you imagine like billionaire libertarian vigilante justice? It would be insane. First of all, no thanks. Yeah. Well, Second of all, like I pointed out on Twitter, yeah. if you want to create a Batman, we know that requires first the creation of Joker. And the thing about the Joker is we are right now, Liz is like millimeters away from from fully joking out. And if she <laughs> becomes Joker. Joker, because I'm her sidekick, I become Harley Quinn. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. But here's don't the thing. Don't do me this, Joker, this life of sidekickery. Joker's person of the people. Uh-huh. So we would have to have, you know, full uprising mm-hmm. to even begin a genesis of a Batman. True. And the Lady Joker, too. Mm-hmm. That would be, I mean, that would be a very San Francisco, wouldn't it? Um, but beyond that, no, I mean, it wasn't just those crazy Batman tw- Twitter people, but uh, <laughs> uh, people have been losing, tech people were losing their shit. And yeah. it was hilarious. I love it so much. <laughs> it's it fantastic. So much life. And it's, it's, it, they're like, this is going to be just, they're not going to charge anyone for breaking windows. They're yeah. not, you know, it's like people are rediscovering. Like what? Yeah, it's it's. Well, I mean, they think that people, all those people breaking windows, first of all, are getting arrested in the first place. Yeah. Which, by the way, not happening right San now. San Francisco by the way. PD like has like a fifty percent solve rate on murders. How do you think they're doing on broken windows? Yeah, I mean, all they, they do literally is just throw people's tents into the fucking gutter. No, these tech people. First of all, they all moved here like uh, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Think they all run the city? Yeah, get paid. $250,000 or whatever to mm-hmm. literally do nothing. Still don't tip. <laughs> don't tip. And then power to the people, rise up, elect a good man mm-hmm. as a progressive DA, which, by the way, we already tried having a tough on crime DA. Guess they- who that was? Kamala Harris. Yeah. She sucks dick. She fucking sucks dick and ass. <laughs> <laughs> so now they all think, I, I, you know, I saw one that was like, us techies, you know, we've got to make sure to get out the vote and make sure our voices get heard. It's like, bitch, we hear your voices. You know, you're still registered to vote in Des Moines. Or we're fucking Austin. Yeah, Who yeah. gives a shit? First of all, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. We're taking back the city. <laughs> yeah. And I hate all you losers. You're under arrest now, motherfucker. Chase, so we're doing a purge once a year now, <laughs> says Yeah, Chase has said purge legal once a year, but only for libertarians. And I just got my first Chase a kill the other day. I am fucking so, I call it a boudin body. I'm so <laughs> fucking boudined. ready for this. And I just thought about this too, because Dean Preston won in District 5. Yes, all another big us, one. All three of us volunteered. On Absolutely. that uh, on that uh, day, he won by 188 votes. That's like three volunteers worth. Yeah, I. Um, that's another big one that pissed people off. People are really not happy. They about They got that. real mad in my bench. Yeah, well, about just that. the yimbies. So yim- I mean, that oh, is. Oh yeah, yimbies. There's anything worse than a pedophile to yimby. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes there's a nexus. In yeah, let's talk about the Venn diagram there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yimbies. First of all, they think, uh, okay, we just need to build. There's already the buildings. There's 30,000 vacant apartments in fucking San Francisco. No one's living in them. You're just going to build more? It doesn't make any sense. Build some more. Fine. Rich people are going to move into them. And then they'll just leave the whole year. These people, 
These fucking assholes, they take one microeconomics class mm-hmm. in undergrad. Not even macro. Don't know what that is. They don't even know. Oh, look, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm only into the big picture, but go on. <laughs> no, they take one of them and they go, oh, well, you know, bought the laws of supply and demand. Where, you know, blah, blah. one, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Two, I'm stuffing you in a locker. She will. Which, by the way, is the size of your fucking pot apartment where uh-huh. you eat bugs like the little cuck you are. That's what you are. You are fucking bug-eating little bug men in your teeny fucking cubicles. You will never get a wife. That's right. You will we're, never get a husband. We're bringing back... You know what? I'm stealing bug men from the right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that a right-wing thing? Yeah, well, I'm oh, taking well, it. Yeah, it's Liz, it's Liz's now. It's mine now. And guess who's bug man? You're bug man. Yeah, that's Libertarian you. tech guy? Libertarian tech girl? Mm-hmm. You're all bug people. Libertarian me. tech women are the most cocked human beings in existence. It's so sad. You know they're just you know they just want to share you, baby. Oh my god, it's so sad. Yeah. Uh, Imagine. You know what I have to say? What? I have you know, it is true that I've gone through some political evolution. Everyone has mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, you were an anarchist until about a few months ago. Was, <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. I have not been. I have never been an anarchist. She's never been an anarchist. Not even in high school. Yeah. Um, Can't say the same. <laughs> but not out of high school. But uh, I will say that I have never. And this is hello again. Never been an anarchist. So could never have been a libertarian. Ooh, left or right. You know why? Because I have a fucking soul. Mm-hmm. Women know? can have. A- these Women bug can have those. Do not have them. No, absolutely not. So we're purging all you bugs. Yeah. And by the way, I know for those of you who are about to get mad, no, I'm not calling them golems. Golems are cool. And I'm allowed to call people that anyways. so-called pro- oh. oh this is one for you brace mm, i am here i'll I, sorry. say it since this is brew me up a fresh pot of lipton baby because i'm about to go off <laughs> i'm gonna sip the tea but i possibly spill the tea okay there you go right. why well, have so-called progressive and that's in quotations mm-hmm. right progressive so. unions like seiu which is definitely a deep state union Interesting. Uh-huh. Endorsed Hillary in the past when it is clear Crooked Hillary, thank you for calling her by her proper name, would rather hang out with child rapists than stand up for working people. Good question. So, SEIU. Uh, there have been... I'm, I Listen, there are a lot of good people in SEIU. I have a lot of friends who are SEIU members and people who are paid by SEIU to do, I don't know, whatever they do. But I'm telling you, there is a reason why that union's color is purple and not red. Uh, it is, I don't, I don't understand. This is, and this goes for a lot of unions out there, except for a couple UE and ILWU and you know a couple other postal workers, etc. Uh, if you are, if you are 100% on the side of the working man and woman, everybody else in this country, there is no way in hell. You should endorse any Democrat besides Bernie Sanders or even come fucking close. And I'm still I'm talking about Elizabeth Warren, all the rest of these fucking jokers. Nobody should have a chance. Uh, and why did they endorse uh, Hillary Clinton? 
That's probably because the ex-president of, uh, of SEIU immediately became a fucking charter school, like, paid advisor after fucking dropping, or after uh, taking, dipping out of the presidency. Um, he had, fuck, you read, you read that fucking Jane McLevy book, right? I'm working through it. <laughs> I mean, that's that but fucking, yeah. there are some, SEIU has done some shady motherfucking shit out there. Uh, and if you are in a union, what you should do is, 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 is try like with the utmost strength to get them to endorse Bernie Sanders in, in as soon as possible. Few will have the courage to do this. This is always a problem with unions though. But yeah, I mean, there are, there are exactly unions in America are totally denuded. I mean, it's, it's basically the groups of castrati. Uh, there are, there are two sides basically in, 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 in the world. There are, there are, are, are the bourgeoisie and there are working people. And, and you really got to pick one side. And a lot of these unions try to waffle. And it's there, there's really, uh, it's you know, there's no there's no good middle ground there. You're 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 on the rich man's side if you're trying to fucking toe the line. Yeah. So okay. Hi guys, big fan. I've been a fan since episode one. Oh thanks. Oh wow. I'll keep my question short and sweet. I just want a conclusive answer. Uh oh. Do the elite really perform child sacrifices in occult rituals? I read about Dutroux and the Franklin scandal, and the victims seem credible to me, but the idea that something this insane goes on is like finding out the earth is flat. Okay, first of all, the earth is flat. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about yeah. that. Just kidding, the earth is not flat. But um, mm, Yeah, me too. I don't have a conclusive answer. I'm sorry. I will say that I have definitely gone down the rabbit hole and mm-hmm. read websites that I probably shouldn't have. Yes. Certainly questionable sources. Absolutely. Um, do I believe they're telling the truth? 100%. I think they're telling their truth. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah I... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there... I definitely think that that has occurred. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely... Um, I don't think it's out of the question at all. And I do think that being said, when we say like, um, satanic child ritual, satanic or demonic acts, Mm -hmm. like any assault of a child is definitionally a satanic act. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Totally demonic. And there'll be one like nerdy kind of atheist Satanist guy or whatever. is going to get mad at us. By the way. Yeah. Who's going to get mad at us for saying that? But 100%. If you, like, molest a child, you are uh, uh, the yeah, devil. Yeah, don't be into Satan, you guys. That's yeah. so cool. Um, but, yeah, so I would say that just even any kind of, um, yeah, assault, violation of a child is, in my mind, a demonic ritual. Yeah, I mean, no question about it, yeah. That probably didn't answer your question, but... We'll we'll get to the listen. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. I promise you. Uh, and if we don't, you feel free to sue Liz. <laughs> so this next one has a lot of questions for us. I don't know how many you want to answer about this. We'll go round robin mm-hmm. and brace. You ask this guy over here. Okay. And then he can ask me, and we'll keep going. Liz, how do you stay sane and grounded while pursuing this darkness on a regular basis? I was hospitalized once for keeping for not keeping a healthy distance between myself and politics. 
Ah, someone's bomb went off when they were making it, I see. Uh, since then, I've slowly managed to form a healthy boundary in relationship with political discourse and activism. Obviously, humor is an effective buffer, but I'm curious how else the three of you manage the dynamic given your relentless pursuit. Um, I like... It really gets to me sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, 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 I've seen that happen. Um, there's like certain things I've read that are really upsetting. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't need to get in. I don't, yeah. Um, uh, that being said, I mean, I, I kind of joked on this on another podcast, but like, my brain has been broken about politics for a very long time. Yeah. Yours is one of the most warped minds I've ever encountered. <laughs> like, when, when they call you the Joker, it's not a, it's not, I'm not doing a bit. Yeah, I'm the clown princess of communism. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, you know, it, the, there's the humor, you know, we, we do that, I think, more for the listeners, but also for ourselves, but also because I think, um, the state of politics in America is such a fucking joke. It's hard not to laugh about it. Yeah. And I can't take any of it seriously because there's so little to actually take seriously. Some women just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> um, this is a good question for you, Brace. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any recommended reading lists? Not necessarily. Well, this says Epstein adjacent tests or articles that cover anything from the CIA, blah, 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 blah. But I know that you've done a lot of reading about CIA operations, anti-communist yeah. operations. Um, Let me get actually my little reading book. So I read, I read, I always read three books at a time. I read one history book, one kind of nonfiction book, whether it's about politics or whether it's about whatever. Lately, it's been about a lot about this kind of stuff, and I read one novel at a time. So what have I been reading lately? I've been reading this book called Rogue Agents by David Teacher. I just started that. Uh, I've been reading this one called, uh, kind of intermittently, actually right before I fall asleep, called Inside the League, the shocking expose of how terrorists, Nazis, and Latin American death squads have infiltrated the World Anti-Communist League by Scott Lee Anderson and John Lee Anderson. Uh, with that one, it's a little bit of a lib perspective because, like, yeah, they infiltrated the World Anti-Communist It's literally all fascist groups. Right. <laughs> um, uh, the Coors Connection, NATO and the Balkans, uh, and there is a lot of all oh, the other shit I have in here is just, like, the National Question and the Class Struggle by Bear Borokov. Um, that text is like a Zionist text, but, <laughs> but I was just checking it out to see. I'm just reading about it. Um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of those books, like, Legacy Ashes are really good. Um, basically, any book that like purports to be like a side, like a, a peek into the CIA's senior side, you should read. Um, with Epstein stuff in particular, I mean, the literally the only book about Epstein is just that that James that Patterson book, book which I've read. It takes you about thirty minutes to read the whole fucking thing, yeah. but you could do what I did, which was print out the entirety of the testimony. Yeah. And put it in binders and read it in your living room and, and hide it under a blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll read this one. Um, first of all, I want to point out that in the introduction to this question, listeners said, uh, listeners who ignore young Chomsky are scum. Mm-mm. So that's I agree with that. Uh, the question is, non-Epstein recommended reading slash watching, political and non-political, don't recommend music, I only listen to Watching You by Young Chomsky. Oh, perfect question. Um, I am watching, um, Righteous Gemstones. Oh, it's so good. That's really good. It's good. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what I'm watching right now. I've run out of shows. Me? I've been watching math problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched that 60 Minutes thing on Epstein. Oh, I watched I've that like too. pretty much only been watching shit like I that. I know. I it's, it's my brain is broken. Yeah. Uh what else did uh, I yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't watch much actually. I have a really poor attention span when it comes to watching films and 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 and, and TV shows, so I generally don't. Yeah, you don't ever watch like anything. No. Um a bunch of people have asked us this, so we should probably explain. Um a bunch of people have asked how we all met. Mm, okay. Um well, I've known Mr. I'm sort of the nexus here because I introduced the two of you. Yeah. True. I met Young Chomsky through political work. Yeah. Um, and I met Liz through <laughs> punk rock music. Yeah. Uh, I've known I've known I've known Young Chomsky for like two or three years, I think, so 2017. Yeah. Almost. But almost three years. Yeah. But I just met you. Yeah. This year. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got it. I just got it. <laughs> I introduced the two of you. My name is Bracy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that. Brace and I have known each other since we were 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hung out for intermittently. We're never close friends. But no. We're friends. But your best friend dated my best friend. Yes. For and, a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, as I said in an earlier episode, I once asked Liz out and she denied me, which, <laughs> which forever I cursed her to doing a podcast with me, <laughs> a fate worse than anything. That was, that was like a long time 10 ago. years ago. Yeah. Something. Yeah. We knew each other when we were like 15. We were just from being at like punk clubs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was a punk when I was a teenager. It's true. Um, and I was then... a punk until like long after I was a teenager. <laughs> and then I guess we like kind of became friends ish again when I moved back to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From New York. Yeah. And then got back in touch kind of when you were in Syria. Yeah. Weirdly enough. I don't know. I don't know. I've been talking it's been a long time. time. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a long, crazy trip. Uh, but yeah, Liz was like when this Epstein, uh, stuff first started creeping back up into the public consciousness, uh, Liz is like a a psychopath (laughs) that like, and it's, it's, uh, she's like a person that I, I know, like it, you know, we talk about politics a lot, but I don't know this person through politics. Right, right, right. So that is like, I very much treasure those relationships where I can, it's somebody I knew before, like all of this stuff. All the craziness. Yeah. Um... Hey guys, are you familiar with the book Chaos by Tom O'Neill? Oh yes. He puts forward some theories surrounding a known CIA operative named Dr. Jolly West mm-hmm. and his claim to have unlocked the secrets of mind control. West spoke to Jack Ruby alone for hours before declaring him insane, which was obviously a point of suspicion among Ruby's lawyers. If the CIA does have this capability, is it possible Jeffrey did kill himself, but not on his own volition? I know this is some galaxy brain shit, but I just want to hear your thoughts on our intelligence agency's technological capabilities. Thanks. That Liam. is that's from Liam. Liam, thank you. That is actually not a galaxy brain take. Not at galaxy all. at all. Uh, I mean, if you read Chaos and you know about the Jolly West stuff, mm-hmm. then you know that there are some other incidents involving. First, first of all, Jolly West, perfect fat guy name. <laughs> um, it's really, it's like too much. Maybe that's also an op. Yeah, could be. Be like, oh, that's he must not be. His It's name. like Fatty Arbuckle, who apparently was framed. I didn't yeah, know that he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I I I have actually always kind of held that theory, or like it's ten it could be ten percent true that Epstein was was mind controlled into actually killing himself because we don't know what his visitor log was looking like at MCC. Happened. I mean, it literally has happened before, though. Yeah. Um, and it's if you read that Jack Ruby testimony too, it's wild. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it's it, it does. Also, it's, so you can um, see him descending. We should too. remember that. Uh, a lot of MK Ultra techniques are still used to this day. Yeah. Um, especially, and it, you know, this is known. I mean, they they used it with prisoners in Guantanamo and in rendition sites overseas. Uh, waterboarding comes from MK Ultra techniques. Yeah. Um, that's not specifically mind control, but breaking down people. That's definitely part of the whole, you know, system. So the idea that these are that we aren't like still living with what we can call like these technologies is just not true. It's weird. I think a lot of people assume that because MK Ultra has kind of been like swept under the rug and it's this, it's you know CIA has halfway admitted it's like the shameful thing in history that like for some reason we didn't learn like all that knowledge gained during that time was like like dark knowledge was lost right like because. They hid all the documents. But they, like, learned their lesson. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, we learned our lesson. We'll never use these techniques that we perfected and, in fact, invented right. again, which is ridiculous. No, and, I mean, it's, like, well-documented that they literally used this on prisoners overseas at recognition sites. And, and, and <laughs> like, another thing, too, is that, like, yeah, this Jolly West... I mean, first of all, there's a new biography of Sidney Gottlieb that just came out that I oh, just got. Oh, I did. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And we got to do an app on him. I mean, the guy was fucking insane. Yeah, he's nuts. Uh, Chaos is a fantastic book, though. It is. It's really good. It's a real fun read. Um, I read it pretty quickly, actually, even Me though too. it is quite dense. Um, but then, you know, getting into all it's, the Manson stuff and the, uh, you know, I, I have my own stuff about Laurel Canyon and what yeah. was going on at that time over there. and Possibly still. Possibly still. But it's a really good, I found it, it's a really good introduction because we got this question a lot. It is a, a good introduction. It's like, how do I turn people on to like the fact that like, you know, how do I get them to see you through the scanner darkly? Um <laughs> is uh, it, it, can, it can be difficult because it's really easy to write off a lot of stuff as crank stuff. But Tom O'Neill, in, in writing this book, is very aware of how all of this sounds, where he's like, listen, I know this sounds nuts, and I know I sound like a crank, but like, bear with me here because it'll play out. And it does. He does it very convincingly. It's like an actually very well-written book just from like a literature perspective. Um, and it's, it's a really... I think Chaos is a really good introduction to sort of seeing the world... Uh, in this way. Yeah, holidays are coming up. Great Secret Santa gift. Plus, everyone loves Manson. Everyone loves Manson. You gotta learn about the CIA. The beautiful The beautiful beep. Not about Manson. Um, Brace, this question's for you. Okay, my computer died, so you gotta read it to me. Oh, perfect. I guess I'm reading all of them. ASMAR. Brace. Yeah. What makes Marxist-Leninism better than all the other quadrillion official number permutations of Marxism? So a lot of people don't know this, but I'm actually a hojist. <laughs> well, actually, that's, I mean that semi-ironically. I have spent a lot of time with hojists. But uh, uh, Marxism-Leninism is, uh, I mean, first of all, a lot of people call themselves like MLs or Marxists. I just call myself a communist usually. Yeah, same. Don't um, be a dork. Or call Leninist yourself a communist. Sometimes. Exactly. But like, it, 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 is, it is a way of organizing um, sort of a revolutionary party, Leninism, in a way, in the, a way that like one of the only ways that ever proven effective 
which is a cadre system where people uh, you know, take these directives that are decided on democratically and then everyone sticks to it. It's really one of the only ways, I think, to have a disciplined base. Even, even the YPG I was with, or the, the PKK, etc., they are not a Marxist-Leninist party in the traditional sense, but they still function along the lines of democratic centralism, which is a Leninist model. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think discipline being the key there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is the thing that is like... The American left in the past 50, 60 years has been probably the worst discipline rabble in um, human history. Yeah, a uh, bunch of university students. Well, and you can also tell there's a lot of... there's. I mean, it's... it's you know, you have these Marxist-Leninist micro-sects where it's like if you have 20 people doing democratic centralism, it's a little different because that just means like four guys are deciding yeah, something. Yeah, that's not really like a coherent party structure. It doesn't scale super well. Right. Um, and, and that is... I mean, that is the task of the communists in America is, is the party-building task, which people have been trying since the 60s to very unsuccessfully. It sucks because, um, you know, people who call themselves MLs or whatever are the biggest dorks. Oh, yeah. Totally unfuckable. It's like... They wear a little funny outfits. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Sometimes they wear the Lenin hat. Yeah. Let it go. Just, Here's the thing. Dress like your coworkers. Cool. I'm a Leninist and <sighs> I am very cool. Yeah. I mean, actually, all of us dress pretty good. But um, yeah. that's the thing is like you, you, you need to be, I mean, the, the, the way I've always understood it is the communist needs to like be the hardest worker, the, the person who can, who has the answers for people. Mm-hmm. And for that, you need to like stand up straight, put your shoulders back. Keep your fucking room clean and be disciplined in your life. Yes. Lift weights. Lift weight. Yeah. Yeah. New Honestly, Soviet man. Yes. Lift weights. Like get in shape. Be like, I mean, if you can. And, and be. Same for the ladies. Yeah. Get I work a, out every morning. Yeah. Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's baller. I go to, sorry, I go to my factory job every morning. That's where true. Where I you lift work out. using my back. Um, <laughs> that's not good. But like the, the best thing is because like, you know, I work at a factory. I talk to my coworkers. That some of them I don't talk about it, but some of them know I'm a communist, and they don't. They're not like freaked out by it because I'm a hard worker who like can fuck around with them and be yeah, like. You're not cosplaying. You're not costumeried. Exactly. Yeah. And, like it's like you take this seriously or you're not taking it seriously. That's how I view it. Yeah, I also would. You know, I highly recommend people read Lenin. Yes. I think that you will find it... First of all, it's incredibly readable. Yeah, super readable. Yeah, very easily read. Um, Also, you know, it'll give you a lot to think about in terms of, um, like, like we say, discipline, but also organizing, like, actual structures of organization. Yeah. And, you know, what it means to be... um, strategic and pragmatic yes. and not in a not in a way that that gets thrown around in kind of like mainstream politics like uh you know like how Medicare centrist you say or whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah not like that but what it means by like seeing opportunities and taking advantage of them but and... not being an opportunist no 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 that's not what i mean i know i'm saying like yeah, by, yeah, yeah. like by taking opportunities by being like ruthlessly pragmatic yeah and ruthlessly strategic. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was what Lenin was all about. Absolutely. And like, he did it. Like, if you should learn from it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. Liz Lenin. I like that. <laughs> it's got a little ring to it, doesn't it? It's a little cheesy. Um, okay. What celebrity, if revealed to be a pedophile, do you think would break the public's hearts the most? Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I don't know. David Lynch. David oh Lynch. My God. Oh, Lord. 
<laughs> Yo, that's actually totally, yeah. <laughs> but you know which one would be really bad? Who? Oprah. Oprah. What if Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> Oprah ate Like, I'm kids? just trying to think of, like, normies. Because, yeah. like, normies would be like, David Lynch, who? Even though I would be like, yeah. I would have to commit, like, ritual suicide. I'm a mandated reporter, so... But um, Oprah would, like, break people's brains if they were like, oh, my God, this woman. I don't know. We found out Hillary Clinton was a pedophile. That didn't work. She's white Oprah. She is not white Oprah. She's not? Yeah, she's actually, you don't get a plane. You don't get a plane. (laughs) feel like white Oprah. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I think David Lynch is a pretty perfect answer. I think a lot of people were really bummed out about Matt Gronig. Uh, the Simpsons guy. Oh, yeah, with his but dirty little feet. Virginia Jeffrey was like, actually, he's a gentleman. He's also <laughs> my friend's stepdad. To, that's like not a way to. Wait, like, no, his ex wife is my friend's stepmom. What? Make it better, though. It's like, like, oh, he wasn't a creep when he was on the pedophile plane. Yeah, well. It's like, well. Yeah, I, but she did give him a foot massage, so. Mm. I don't know. The massage thing is just. I think George Clooney would be kind of a bummer. I would be so happy. It's too handsome. Because I could be like, look, handsome. Being handsome is actually bad, ladies. <laughs> Check this out. You need a guy who has whose nose can actually, uh, if he puts his lips up, fit into his mouth. So curved. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Usher. I don't think that would bump people out. Really? You think they'd be happy? What a, Obama? Oh my! But you know Obama's not a pedophile. I know, but that would really bump people out. I think Ryan Gosling would be a bummer too. Mm-hmm. You were saying this earlier, and I'm like. I don't think so. I think how many people would be like, I wish... I think they would just go with it. Yeah. Like, they'd be into it. You know that I know someone who's loved with him. Yeah, I do. They'd be I, like, I'd do some DDLG stuff with him. No, don't What's say that? that. Daddy What's down that? little girl. Oh. How many times have we yeah, talked about it on this sorry. podcast? Sorry. Yeah, it's been a long day. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I, I would... I mean, ugh. Uh, who knows? If they ever want to make pedophilia, like, cool, they'll have a guy like him come out of it. Ugh, day. gross. I don't like this conversation anymore. All right. Well, we'll continue it later. Um, okay. Serious question. Yeah. I don't have any theories. Thank you. But in light of the Jeet stuff, so you're going to have to explain this for a second. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you have noticed any difference between left and right takes on Epstein theories. I think a lot of people have a hard time seeing things like this beyond the lens of partisan politics. I've actually seen people get mad. A criticism of The Daily Show, uh, Hillary interview, pointing out Trump's Epstein ties. I think the basic premise that the suicide is bullshit would be equally accepted across the spectrum, but I wonder how far you could go beyond that. Thanks, Jordan. So Jeet here was Jeet here, who is he's a writer for one of those fucking New Republic or The Atlantic or one of those bullshit rags. Uh, he was talking about how Epstein didn't kill himself as like a right wing meme and like a gateway to he's fascism. Like, yeah, he's like recruiting fascists. Yeah, That's which what, what? Man. Uh, but it is true, I think, that the... that Because, you know, there's been this Epstein didn't kill himself shit going on lately, which is great. We like it. But it's true that the right is, like, can yeah. be more agile with stuff like that. And where the left is has this sort of, like, stuffy self-seriousness. Um, Almost like it's liberal. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's it's no, like, literally the entire ruling class in the United States turns out to be, like, satanic pedophiles we should probably make like kind of a big deal about this. But then again, the right has been preparing for this for years with Pizzagate and QAnon and stuff. So they've been having, the storm has been coming for them for a long time. Maybe they're just, the groundwork is a little more late. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's like, I think this should be, and I'm not just saying this because it's, we do a podcast about it. Like this is a big deal. Yeah. And like not a lot of people, like a lot of the poo-pooing of it I see 
I keep saying poo-pooing lately, is from like so-called left, like liberal outlets. Yeah. Where it's like, no, you should be running like concern trolling investigations in this. Actually, you should be demanding it. Like aristocrats and princes and business literally leaders. the ruling class. Like actually, like Bill Clinton and Donald Trump themselves. And Bill Gates. Yeah. Like, like uh, yeah, I don't understand all these mother Peter Thiel, dude. Like I don't understand what the like reticence other than well I mean I do understand it I don't know if I should say it on the podcast but um what sorry face (laughs) no I mean I just I think it's a it's really uh unfortunate and clarifying yeah (laughs) and you know again if we want to say to be ruthlessly strategic Mm -hmm. this seems like bad strat yeah I would not let um, a case that is so clearly about the depra- depredations mm-hmm. and the depraved nature of the ruling class. Absolutely. I mean, all- like get into the hands of the right. Here's the thing is that like, there is a lot of like fake news or whatever. And people are cons- like, like are confused. Who cares? But like, what I'm saying is, is like one thing that like everyone I know who works, uh, who I work with, and like I hang out with and see on the street that aren't like political people, the one thing that they know is true, and that they know that rich people and the media is fucking lying them to, to them about, is the so-called suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. And if the only people who are like, if the people who are like actually telling them like, oh yeah, we agree with you, look, we see that too, are from the right, well, they're gonna go with them because they think they're the truth tellers. So you're a fucking fool if you pass this opportunity out. Well, it just shows, I mean, to me, it's just like, it really shows where, like, people's viewpoints. Yeah. Like, if they don't see that this is a, such a clear um, case of, like, you know, class antagonism. Yeah. And that it's an opportunity and, like, kind of a window, then I don't think they see that dynamic in any other issue that they are purportedly care about agreed yeah um whether that's in their own little versions of activism or whether that's in whatever they do politically or socially but if if they don't understand how this all kind of paints a picture a large picture that can be easily globbed onto by regular ass fucking people who by the way you need on your side Mm -hmm. then one don't be in charge of any shitty movement or a good movement. Two, get the fuck out of the way and let people who know what they're doing get in charge. Yep. Um, we are like really running out of time probably because we went off so hard on the bug people of San Francisco. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm locked and loaded. But I liked this question. What do we got? Brace, what's your skincare routine? Oh my God. So as most people know that I've got, I've got this weird shit where my head is totally fine. But neck down, I have more dandruff than I think you can even imagine. That's not. No, that's not true. From, yeah, from about my chin to my toes, I am mostly dandruff. And it's, uh, it's hor- I'm scaly like a snake. No, my skincare routine is this. I sweat a lot at work. So when I come home, I use a little, some fucking shit I brought at Walgreens to, to clear my face. And then I use soap when I take a shower. Um, and then Liz... You have also been putting the serum on me lately that has been slowly turning me even lighter. No. She's trying to de mediterraneanify me, she says. <laughs> That's actually a thing, you know. Wait, is it really? Skin whitening? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I do. That's it's weird. Like, comes, yeah, it's like a Korean skincare thing. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I have a very elaborate skincare routine. What's laid on me, baby? 
Um, I think every morning I use like five things and every night I use at least six things. I will say Liz has great skin. Thank you. Grace. I've never seen a pimple on Liz. Oh, that's very sweet. And I look for pimples on women. <laughs> Um, I also own a device that like electrocutes my face. Is it the mask? No, it's not the mask. Okay, it's like a little device that's it's Jenny a microcurrent. Does she? Yeah. I'm gonna come over and smoke use it. Smoke it. The mask. <laughs> <laughs> skin. P a r t y because I wanna. Yeah. Um, no, I use this thing that like it's it's like a device that microcurrent like electroshocks your face into being. Tighter. Oh, you know I'm aware of it. I see it all the time. <laughs> Uh, Chomsky, what do you use? Uh, I exfoliate with a Jack Black face buff. That's a good good product. You use a Jack Jack Black's product? Yeah, he does a lot. Uh, he's really diversified. Uh, I use some uh, coconut oil um, products, and uh, but it's it's pretty simple. I just uh, it's my good um, Eastern European genetics. Uh. Okay, so final question, because we're running out of time, and this is a good thing to end on. And this ties back to kind of what we were talking about uh, just a couple minutes ago. What do we got? Hi, True and On. Hey. Hello. Love the podcast. Necessary once the Epstein discourse has become tepid. Mm-hmm. Question. How do we keep this thing kind-heartedly in the heads of people? I say this before I know spending multiple hours at my parents' Mexican restaurant this holiday season where I'll be motivated to discuss. Keep doing what you're doing. So, kind-heartedly is a tough one because I usually just scream at people. <laughs> no, it's true, he it's, does. It's, the thing is, most people like agree that Epstein did not kill himself. Mm-hmm. Like, literally the majority of people don't think it's true. Um, and that is, you know, you've got good chances there. But it's, it's difficult. Because a lot of people just, I mean, they watch TV or they read the New York Times. It's not in there. And so if it's not in there, it's not news. I mean, that's just how we're sort of trained to function. So it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I think the easiest way, like if I was in that conversation, I mean, I don't have this problem with my parents because I, yeah, my family's funny. Yes. But, um, uh, you know, I have definitely, I was at a wedding like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. And it came up, like, a lot, just in conversation. Yeah. And people didn't know about the podcast. And the easiest way is, so do you think Epstein killed himself? Yeah. And you'll be surprised. People just start talking. Oh, yes, they <laughs> do. Yeah, we had that experience at a wedding, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people love to answer that question. And then once you have that question going, that's kind of, like, your gateway into seeing kind of where you can take the conversation next. Yes. And that could either be from, well, I've been listening to this podcast mm-hmm. that's been talking about something. People be loving podcasts. Or, oh, well, did you know, actually, that he has, like, all these weird ties to the CIA? I know this sounds crazy. Yeah. But, or it could be, um, you know, I, there's just, like, a lot of different angles. It's, you know. People love salacious royal shit. They do. So Prince Andrew, great name to drop. Yeah, and kind of, you know, just getting people thinking about it and then thinking about the cover-up and what this means. And, yeah, I think that's a good way. But in terms of, like, I mean, I know there are other questions that we didn't get to where people are really asking, like, okay, what do we do next? (laughs) And I don't... um, 
I don't have a lot of answers for that, which is maybe not something I should say. For what do we do? What do we do next? Like to solve the case? Like what do we do now that we know all of these things? Which, by the way, we don't know anything. First of all, we do not know everything. Yeah. Second of all, I'm literally trying to solve this case. <laughs> I know. Like this isn't like I'm not just reporting on this. I'm actually like trying to figure this whole thing out. And you should be too. I mean, this Epstein meetup thing they're doing in New York, great idea, love it. Um, but I would try to like. I mean, Epstein, obviously Epstein is not the end of this political project or whatever. Like, or Epstein no. isn't like, it's not like, the goal isn't to just like solve the Epstein case. I mean, my goal literally actually is to solve the Epstein case, but there's goals beyond that. But Epstein is a really useful tool to use to be like, well... An explanatory tool. An explanatory tool, and it's also like a tool you can use against your... It's like how Mao Zedong said communism is, a, is, is not love, it is a hammer we use to crush our enemies. Epstein is the same way. Epstein is not just a, a dead or maybe not dead man. He is a hammer which we use to crush our enemies. And you can't... Clinton comes back in the race, crush her with Epstein. Trump, crush him with Epstein. Uh, anybody you don't like, they, rich people, they've probably been on the plane. Look at the black book, crush him with Epstein. Yeah. Tesla stock going down. Well, actually going up, excuse me, crush it with Epstein. Yeah. All of it. Um... Yeah, so my advice would be, I own several pistols. Clean them all the time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, with that, I think we've gone over a little bit, but there's just so many questions. We want to thank you guys all for sending us so many thoughtful questions and responses. We didn't get to all of them. There were so many. Merci beaucoup. Um, And we will be back soon. Yes. And for all of you people that live in the Bay Area, we hope to see you next Thursday. Yes, we've been we've been we've been working, burning the midnight oil on this motherfucker. So you better come out. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a real fun time. Me too. Um, so with that, uh, this is Brace Belden. <laughs> I'm Liz. And Young Chomsky on the mic, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.